the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Welcome to another episode of No Buts About It. It is Thursday, September 14th. I am in my dining room in Indiana. Chuss is in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I almost said it was Friday. I thought it was Friday at first. I was excited because that meant it was payday. But no, it is Thursday. But that means there is Thursday Night Football on, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But first... This is the first time uh, Chuss has been able to sit down with me to discuss what happened on Monday Night Football. Stan the Jet Fan and I discussed it on Water Cooler Analysis, which is on the YouTube channel right now. Uh, Stan told us a little bit about what he thought of the game, uh, what he thought about Aaron Rodgers' injury, what he thought about Zach Wilson. So if you haven't seen that yet, make sure to go check that out. That is on the YouTube channel. Um. Well, Chuss, just like I asked Stan, what did you think about the Monday night game and that miraculous comeback that the Jets made against the Buffalo Bills? Well, first and foremost, I would like to crack my uh, Mountain Dew rate over to the mic. might sound kind of satisfying. Some ASMR. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically, I thought it was very interesting. I didn't really get to catch a lot of the game. But I thought that it was very, very bizarre and very, very unfortunate how Aaron Rodgers had all this hype and there was all this excitement in New York just for him to play, what, one drive? Four I don't know snaps. Four, four snaps. And then just tears his Achilles is, now, is completely out for the rest of the season. Then the savior among all saviors for the New York Jets, Zach Wilson, went in. And honestly, I, I was kind of, from what I saw, I was kind of impressed with how he did. Like, I mean, obviously it was a clutch win. You, you beat Buffalo, um, you know, on Monday night football. Um, he did have a pass touchdown. I think it was to Garrett Wilson, which almost was a drop, but Garrett Wilson somehow like tumbled the ball a little bit and then grabbed it for the touchdown, which was clutch, but still, you know, could have been dropped in a much more intense situation you know makes you a little concerned just on you know some of the receivers maybe it's just week one or just the way Zach Wilson threw the ball but hey nonetheless doesn't matter because he did catch it it was a touchdown they ended up winning um he think uh, he went what one he was like 14 of 21 150 some yards and a touchdown and an interception which I don't think that's horrible but it's definitely not the numbers like you would have hoped for with like Aaron Rodgers. And now, 
unfortunate for Jets fans, they're going to have to deal with the up and down roller coaster of Zach Wilson again, unless <laughs> somehow, some way, Zach Wilson learned a lot in training camp from Aaron Rodgers and actually ends up doing really well this year with the team that he has. Because it is a possibility. I mean, obviously, you're working with a lot of quarterbacks, you know, in this situation and with Aaron Rodgers, you know, stepping in, being the veteran, uh, playing for more than 10 years, you know you're probably going to gain some sort of experience or some sort of tips from him, knowing that you're going to be the backup this season just for the man that probably showed you all those tips goes down with a torn Achilles four plays into the game. Um, might be uh, might be time for Zach Wilson to cook a little bit, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I, I was impressed, but I'm just going to tread lightly with that because <laughs> Zach Wilson, we've seen this in the past. And I'm not super high on Zach Wilson, like statistically, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, statistically speaking, if you just looked at yesterday's or not yesterday's last weekend's stats, Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. He's a better quarterback than Josh Allen, and he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he finished. Zach Wilson finished with an 81.4 passer rating. Josh Allen finished with a 62.7 passer rating. So uh, yeah, is the is this the yeah. beginning of the? I I I think you're getting a little too ahead of yourself there. <laughs> I, 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 I'm don't everybody don't get too excited here. Zach Wilson. I feel like a lot of like the stud quarterbacks this weekend are having really really unfortunate weeks. Um, yeah, I mean like I, I I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the quarterbacks this week just did not reach like the highest potential they possibly could. I mean, obviously with Patrick Mahomes. You know, even with the one-point loss, he still struggled a little bit. Allen struggled a little bit. Obviously, we know about Joe Burrow. I've talked about him multiple times. I just feel like, even like Jalen Hurts, like I feel like a lot of these quarterbacks have struggled. So it does grow some concern with them for week one, but also it's week one. You ain't going to stress about it. And honestly, I wouldn't get too hyped up about Zach Wilson until he has like a Jordan Love type game in the next couple of weeks. Like if he, if all of a sudden like next week he goes in and puts up like 200, 300 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions or something like that, then I'll be like, all right, well, maybe, maybe something else is happening with Zach Wilson. Maybe a miracle is happening in New York right now. But for now, just tread lightly. It was a divisional game. It, it, those kind of games always just, they never end up happening the same way that you would think they would. They always, always, always just end up as one of those things where it's like, oh, you kind of think this is going to happen, but then it ends up being really close. Like, all the, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, I guess except for the Dallas game, but we're not going to talk about that because that's, that's, that's an off thing, typically. So, I, I'm kind of rooting for Zach Wilson only because he's an underdog now. I mean, he's the former number two overall pick, but I just feel like everyone in the media is like, what can you do other than play Zach Wilson? Like we were talking about before the show, I saw a list and I forget who posted it, but it was like from CBS sports or someone else. And they said, uh, if Aaron Rodgers retires this year and they don't have a quarterback in 2024, what do the jets do? And it was like sign Kirk cousins in free agency, sign drew lock in free agency, draft a quarterback. And then it was run with Zach Wilson. So Using Zach Wilson is below paying another veteran quarterback, paying a backup quarterback to be your starter, drafting someone who who drafts a lottery. You have no idea what you're going to get or who you're going to end up with. 
And even after you get them, how good are they going to be? Or do you use Zach Wilson? And on top of that, all week we've been hearing stories like, well, they clearly can't run with Zach Wilson, but you know who could play? Robert Griffin III. Maybe we should go get him. Or oh maybe Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. Tom Brady. Yeah, it's, it's just so random. <laughs> like, it's so random. Like, like for crying out loud, Andrew Luck hasn't played in, like, years. What what would be so enticing for Andrew Luck to just be like, you know what? Screw it, guys. I haven't played in, like, four years. I'm going to come out of retirement and risk my concussions and yeah, all of he's that. Yeah, he's like, he's yeah, like, I didn't come out of retirement for the Colts, but the New York Jets, that's, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Same thing with like Tom Brady. Like I feel like Tom Brady is like his ship sailed, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tom Brady is gonna be like, you know what, guys? I have more one. I have one more round <laughs> left in me. Like I don't think he's just gonna come back out of retirement because because then it's gonna start getting stupid and I'm gonna get sick of Tom Brady showing up everywhere. So I, I think I think I think for now they're just gonna run with Zach Wilson. I really doubt that they're gonna do any sort of circus over there for a little bit. Um like with like running around with quarterbacks and stuff i think they're just gonna run with them just because they know that because like what's the point of getting like rg3 or like even in the off season like yeah do you, like do you think kirk cousins could be on his way out of minnesota after this year you, yeah, i, I believe he's a free agent yeah but like do you think he won't get re-signed oh i think i think he'd get re-signed but this is just that list that they made i yeah then then what why would you even ass- because like kirk although they haven't really gone super far with kirk cousins um they've had really good seasons with him so you might if you're in minnesota you may want to hold on to him which would then prevent them from signing him but drew Locke, i feel like was very random i feel like that's just like a very random like guy i, I don't know i mean drew uh, drew lock isn't bad it's just very random He's a bad and then uh, but like you know you could you could get like i don't know literally well, any backup <laughs> like but i mean what are you Locke getting with drew lock that you're not going to get with zach wilson well, what are you getting with, like, Drew Locke that you're not going to get with, like, any of these other random backups? Well, that's what I mean, I mean but, like, why? the same type of player. I mean, it's not like he's it's not like he's an above average. I mean, like, you could go out in free agency next year as the Jets and get Gardner Minshew, and you'd probably still get a decent player. Like, it's, it's just, like, these backup quarterbacks are all relatively the same. They'll win you some games, and they're going to lose you some really bad games, too. So, it's just so really... Notable quarterbacks that are in free agency next year that... I, and this is kind of why I don't think Kirk's even going to be an option. Um, Kirk will be a free agent. Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, and Gardner Minshew. Oh, come back, Sam Darnold. Bring <laughs> Sam Darnold back to the Jets. It's time. Let Sam Darnold come back and cook. So, I, mean, I, I think you run with Zach Wilson. Unless Zach Wilson is just egregiously, which I get that, I get they have a short Super Bowl window. But just run with Zach Wilson for now. Let's see what can happen. Aaron Rodgers is still going to be in the stadium. He's still going to be mentoring him. It's not like he's going to be like, just quit. hey, tore my Achilles. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna head home. See ya. No, I, well, maybe, no, no. I mean, maybe he'll go to go to his house and sit in his dark room and think about <laughs> next year already. I think but. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Aaron Rodgers on the sideline with a headset on, talking to Zach during the games. Probably because it seemed like Aaron was brought in to not only play and win a Super Bowl, but also with the intent of mentoring Zach Wilson 
or whoever they go with. Because Aaron Rodgers was not the long-term solution in New York anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't know if you were asking me an open-ended question. No, I was not. You just looked down at your phone, and I was – I didn't know uh, yeah, if I you got down an because... alert. No, I got like four text messages in a row. Ooh, popular man. Well, yeah. um, I just got uh, – oh, the, all the alert says is Pat McAfee <laughs> believes Kirk Cousins could be in for a rough night against Eagles because of Vikings O-line injury. Well, also, I think last year the Vikings did not do good in Philly either, regardless of the O-line. So, I mean, we'll talk about all that. Yep, so, but. we will. But uh, next thing is some Bengals news. Uh, people are freaking out on X for some reason because okay. Lael Collins was cut by the Cincinnati Bengals. He's an offensive tackle that we signed in, uh, I think, years ago a year ago but he was from the cowboys and pretty good he was pretty good with the cowboys but he had injury issues and that was a concern um when we signed him and people said that but Lael came to cincinnati and he said hey no one's gonna touch you joe never again my your bodyguards in town and we we're like okay yeah we like that we like that well Lael, um he was he was right. He was very good when he played. The problem was, is he never played. Um, and that's why I'm kind of like, I don't see this as a huge loss yet. Uh, the timing was definitely weird. The uh, A lot of fans are concerned about that. Um, I look at this as, okay, we're cutting a guy who was always injured. He was on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. And it's like, okay, yes, he was great when he played, but he never played, so what are we really losing here? And also, some Bengals fans are like, oh, we're cutting O-line depth. But again, he's not O-line depth if he can't play. He's not really depth there. And so um, now I guess the Patriots have called about being interested in him. They've contacted Lael's agent and Lael. So, I, the New England. I, I, I guess I think that there's a plan here. I think, I think long term, that maybe this is to roll over cap into the final year. There might have been a setback with the injury to where it was like, okay, bud, you're not going to play anyway, or maybe there maybe. was a situation where Lael just wanted to be let go anyway. But I feel like there's a plan here. I think Duke Tobin is saying we've got some key players to re-sign next year. Let's take as much cap into the year next year as we can. Uh, this guy's not going to play anyway, so let's save that money. Or maybe there's someone who's out there that some teams are calling owners and they're like, hey, like we're not saying anything to the media yet, but if you wanted this guy, he might be up for grabs. So we needed to clear some room for him. I don't know. I don't know either way, but I'm not freaking out. I don't think Bengals fans should be freaking out. I think we every year, every year, here's how the Bengals fan base happens. Every year. Something happens, and fans call the ownership morons, or people on Twitter, X at least, call the ownership morons. Then that thing works out, 
and fans are like, oh my gosh, they're a genius. We never saw this coming. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of blindly trust them right now. And Yeah, I, I feel like that's – I feel like you're finally understanding what a fan base that likes winning is like because this, this happens a lot with the Steelers over the last 15 years. I, I would go on Twitter and Instagram and they would be like, bro, what are we doing? Like, like they would like – we would drop like a wide receiver in like the fifth round. Or, like, for example, like, we were dropped, like, Antonio Brown. They're like, we don't need wide receivers. And then Antonio Brown would end up being, like, he was the guy that popped off for the Steelers. And they're like, yes, Antonio Brown, we never <laughs> slept on you. And it's like, shut up. Like, it's I. It, that's why I get, it, like, when, like, I feel like once you reach that certain point, like, where you guys are starting to win, I feel like the fan base will naturally just call the owners morons because they want to win. And, like, you, and obviously, like, you guys just came off of a loss. There's a lot of teams that just came off losses. So when they make moves like this, you're like, what are you doing? And a, so, l- a lot of it's um, bandwagons, too, that are chirping. Yeah, don't, don't, it, I, honestly, don't listen to the white noise. Just kind of let, let, let the Cincinnati Bengals do it, do what they got to do. Because like you said, it might actually just work out for you guys, like genuinely. So I, and I hope it does because, you know, it'd be really funny for the trolls. It's just, but, <laughs> it's, I mean, how many games did he play total? I don't know. Um, the, If it was like. So, like, if the Bengals came out and they were like, hey, we're releasing Jamar Chase. Well, then, yeah. It, it, it'd be like, but that's, like, how some people reacted to this. They, they acted like the Bengals, like, randomly released Jamar Chase. He started 15 games for Cincinnati last season before injuring his knee in a Christmas Eve win over the Patriots. Hmm. Um, and that was – let me make sure I've got the right season here. Oh, that was one hour ago. Okay, so, yeah, that's accurate. Um, well, I mean, it would be it would be pretty random. Like, I feel like they would, I would be more upset if, like, they cut, like, you know, what, Orlando Brown. Like, I feel like just, like, randomly just being like, yeah, Orlando Brown's gone, guys. And yes, he played like, 15 think... games, but if I remember right, he was very, like, kind of like he'd start and then he'd get, like – beat up a little bit and then have to go sit on the sideline for a while and then maybe come back. Yeah. And it was one of those things where like on paper, yes, he started, but I, I was never like, this is the guy, this is the answer with him, but maybe some people were, I don't, I don't get the shock and awe with this, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe. I don't know. I'm tired, I'm tired of it, but uh I mean, it kind of just makes me think of um, J.K. Dobbins for some reason. Like when you when you like mentioned like oh he hasn't played and stuff like that. Like your your uh, your guy you were highlighting oh, kind of yeah. just reminded me like of how much J.K. Dobbins has missed like in general. Yeah. Um, J.K. Dobbins was out the entire 2021 season. He played what eight nine games last season, and then now he is out for the rest of the season. And he's a 2020 rookie, so he's not even that old. Yeah. But he's another guy who, like, I've heard Ravens fans be like, yeah, J.K. Dobbins, he's great. And then it's like, yeah, he's great when he plays. So he is he really that? Time. Is he really that great? There is no way that this guy just keeps getting hurt for, like, such extended periods of time. Like, I mean, it's obviously real, but, like, it's, like, unreal that it's happened, like, three years in a row now. And he's so young too. Mm-hmm. Like it really is like because this is these are like issues that you have when you're in your like 30s, where it's like, oh, 
you know, I tore my meniscus or whatever, and you're just, like, done for multiple weeks. And, like, for example, like, the Steelers are dealing with Cam Hayward. He has a torn groin. He might be out for, like, half the season. So, I mean, it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, we have to deal with because, you know, Cam Hayward's in his, like, mid-30s now. So, like, it's it's problems you deal with older players, not somebody you drafted, like you said, in, like, 2020. Now, that, I mean, that's completely off topic to the Bengals conversation, but when it remind it reminded me of, like, oh, yeah, well, he was good when he played, and that was the same thing with J.K. Dobbins. He's good when he plays, but it's not often enough, you know? Yeah, so let's get into Thursday Night Football. I think tonight should be a fun game. Uh, we've got the Minnesota Vikings against the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, I'm kind of mad at the Eagles because of fantasy football reasons. Oh, my gosh. And here's why. So, I don't know when the waiver wire – I can't remember the exact time the waiver wire closes. But uh, Usually they go in at – they go through at like 6 in the morning. Okay. I got the notification that Kenneth Gainwell was out after the waiver wire was closed. Kenneth Gainwell was my starting running back who I had just picked up off of waivers. And it was like something like he's questionable, but he'll probably he's gonna play. Like he'll you'll be fine if you pick him up. Yeah. And then they announced that he was out, and so I was like, oh crap. Okay, gotta go pick up another running back. And you know what? It was like, sure, you can do that. It won't go through till next week though. And I was like, ah. So what? What league are you in? Like which league is this? Yeah, this is this is, our, this, this is an our league. This is another league. Because no, I was going to say, I, I was able to. Because, no, like, I got in our leagues, yeah, because in our league, somebody dropped Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he's injured. But, yeah, but still, like, um, anyway, Kenneth Gainwell, he's injured. He's out. So I was like, I'm going to pick up a running back. And I couldn't. And the only running back I had on my bench was Ty Chandler. So, the man who keeps on giving. I love that man. I want him to come on the show. He's going to hopefully pull off another miracle for us tonight. He uh, has 2,000 views on uh, our YouTube channel now. So, I'm hoping that he gets 2,000 yards tonight. That'd be awesome. Okay, well, maybe not 2,000. Hall of Fame, I'll take I'll take, you know, I'll take two touchdowns. Two, touch, we'll two, two touchdowns would two also touchdowns, be acceptable. Yeah, two, for 2K views, we'll take two touchdowns. I think that's okay. that would be pretty reasonable. Now, just let Madison, like, get, like, 130 yards, but let Ty Chandler get those touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Because I do have I do have Matisson. What, Matisson? Madison? Madison. I just call him, I'm just going to call him Madison because I think sometimes people are, like, Matisson or something. I'm pretty sure it's Madison. It's, Alexander yeah, Madison. Yeah, either way. Yeah, Madison, I have him on my fantasy team. I would still like for him to get, like, 12 points. So, like, as long as he can get 12 points and, like, Ty can get, like, two touchdowns, it's boom. It's Tyler Chandler season on no buts about it. Um, Love it. Love to see it. So, that's what I'm going into uh, Thursday Night Football hoping for. Um, Who – what are you looking for? What are you excited to see tonight? You know, I, I mean, I feel like in, in a sense, this is like a rivalry game in a way. I don't know. I feel like these two teams, like when they go at it, they just, I don't know. I, I feel like Philadelphia always just like tears apart Minnesota a lot of times over the last couple of uh, showings. I mean, at least last year, I think it was, they, they kind of ripped them apart. So 
it'll be kind of interesting to see if Minnesota can actually like bounce back this year. You know, Minnesota has, you know, Jordan Addison now and like they might have some, you know, more more wide receivers to work with, some different players and stuff, different scheme almost to like work with. So it might be interesting just because obviously you have Jefferson and Addison and then you have Madison and Chandler and Kirk still running with it. So it'll be it'll be really cool to see if the offense can really you know, perform well against this uh, Philadelphia Eagles team, who, although was playing in New England, did struggle in New England. I mean, after all, I mean, they only finished the game with, it was like 25-20, and Jake Elliott had four field goals. So it's not like this this offense was like electric on Sunday. So it does make you a little, like, you know, you do wonder a little bit about Philly. I believe Philly is home this week, though, so maybe it'll give them a little bit of ramp of energy tonight on uh, Thursday night football against Minnesota. But also, like I said, maybe Minnesota goes out and surprises. So I'm kind of hoping for a Minnesota surprise, but like, obviously like in my head, the favorites should be the Philadelphia Eagles, but you know, I'm kind of, kind of high on the uh, Minnesota Vikings tonight. I think, I think there's going to be a, uh, another, another Thursday night away team surprise like we had last week with the Lions. So I, I, I want, I want, I'm going to root for the Vikings. Although I, I don't mind the Eagles, um, in the video yesterday, which you can uh, check out. I talked about fantasy wire pickups. Um, I am wearing an Eagles headband in that, but it's a little out of context on why I have that Eagles headband. But nonetheless, um, I, I don't mind the Eagles. So, But I kind of want to see if Minnesota can win because I do like Jordan Addison a lot. I mean, after all, he is a uh, ACC champion. So, Yeah, Chuss made that video week two. Who should be on your team? Who shouldn't be on your team? That is up on the YouTube channel. I uploaded that last night. Um, I believe that he's also going to release a video later here today about um, a specific player that a lot of people are talking about. Is that correct? It'll either be out today or tomorrow okay. morning afternoon. So okay. it'll be out. It'll be out. It'll be out sometime in the next twenty-four hours. I would say just because my day might have just just did a one eighty according to these texts. So I may okay. not have a ton of time this, this afternoon now, but if I have some time this evening, I'll get it done and edited. But if I can't get it edited, I'll edit it tomorrow. So, cause I'm not in class tomorrow. So. Def definitely understand that my uh, schedule is wonky too, but anyway, subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you don't miss that. But back to Thursday night football, something I just thought about is yeah, the, Eagles have had a great defense in the past, but the Minnesota Vikings have added another weapon in Jordan Addison, who had a great game last week. So if you are the Philadelphia Eagles, Darius Slay, I'd imagine, is going to be covering Justin Jefferson almost the entire game. Who do you put on Jordan Addison? Because Jordan Addison was showing signs of maybe not being as good as Justin Jefferson, but definitely showing shades of it last week and was very yeah. exciting to watch. And even in the preseason, we saw Jordan Addison making sideline catches, making insane catches. So he's going to be a hard guy to cover. Could that be the make or break between Eagles and the Vikings, just not being able to cover Jordan Addison adequately? I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I, I think – I think this is a different Minnesota offense this year. I mean, obviously, you know, one year does make a difference for every NFL team. I mean, a lot of times, like, teams don't adjust too much. Like, obviously, like, you'll have years where, 
a team will only lose like one like mid-range player and then they'll gain some sort of like rookie or something to replace him or vice versa but I feel like with Minnesota I feel like one of their main weapons when you think about Minnesota was oh you have Kirk Cousins and you got Justin Jefferson and like and then that was kind of like the end of it like I mean you, you would talk about Dalvin Cook obviously but now Dalvin Cook's not there but now with this Minnesota offense not only do you have Justin Jefferson, but you have Jordan Addison too, who I think only had like six receptions out of the eight targets, but he's still being targeted nonetheless. So they are going to utilize him. And obviously he did have a really good showing. And then you have Madison who is no like Dalvin cook above average, insane running back that we've seen in Minnesota, but he's going to get you numbers on the boards. He's going to, he's going to push through. He's going to get those fantasy numbers. And not only that, but he, this offense just seems very balanced compared to years past where I notice like some teams will, and it doesn't always work out for these teams, which we've seen when you have just like a, when you have one stud wide receiver and one pretty good quarterback, it, 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 it takes away from a lot of your offense. Cause you have to rely a lot on wide receiver two and three. That's what the Steelers started struggling with back in um, like 2014 is like we had other wide receivers, but like we were struggling with like, Martavis Bryant, you know, being suspended. We were suffering with wide receiver injuries and whatnot. So the only main wide receiver we had was Antonio Brown. And guess who was getting double covered halfway through the season? Antonio Brown. And Ben Roethlisberger at that point was still a really good quarterback, but he was no, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes type thing where he could make, like, you know, most wide receivers look good except on week one. But, um, like, it's – it's one of those things where now this is a very balanced offense. You have a very good Jordan Addison wide receiver, and you have a very good Justin Jefferson wide receiver. I mean, after all, Justin Jefferson was drafted first overall in most leagues. So all I'm saying is I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a fun <laughs> game, but I, I do I do think Minnesota might might pull this one out, I think. I think Minnesota is a little bit more legit than we're giving them credit for. Sounds like so. we're giving them a lot of credit. I mean – uh, I mean, I'm not saying – I mean, I think Philly's still a great team. Huh. I just don't think Philly is, like, on the same level as they were last year. I think they're still going to finish with a winning record. I just think they're going to be more of, like, an 11-6 and six type team or a 10-7 and seven is probably their floor this year. So I forgot that they also have Hawk, TJ Hawkinson. That is also another weapon that so they the Vikings... have been the Vikings offense is legit. I mean, it's Hawkinson. I think he got traded like halfway through the season last uh-huh, year, like uh-huh. early, mid halfway through. And now, you know, now he's got not only that half year, but this is his first season starting. So I want to w- watch out for Hawkinson too, because he might actually be a huge part of that, wa- that offense too. So I don't know. I feel like Minnesota has a lot of um, offensive uh, weapons that they can utilize. Now the other question is, is will the defense be able to stop Jalen Hurts in their offense? I mean, on Philadelphia's side, you still have Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown that you're dealing with, plus all the thousands of running backs that Philadelphia loves to have. So, you know, you're still dealing with, you know, really solid offenses. I think it'll come down to a defense game in some aspects, but I still think it's going to be an offensive blowout, I hope. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for an offensive blowout. Offensive blowout. (laughs) Like, let's go. Like, 45-42. This Eagles secondary is beat up. They – Yeah. James Bradbury's already been declared out. Um, Reed Blankenship, the free safety, is out. There's, they've got the only player – let me make sure I'm reading this right. 
Well, based on what it's saying here, that I could see successfully covering uh, Justin Jefferson correctly is Darius Slay. And so I think you have mm. to leave him on Justin Jefferson. I don't think you – yeah, yeah, that's the only option I think you have. <laughs> so yeah, I think Jordan Addison might have a big night tonight. Fantasy football. <laughs> now I was having a little bit of a, a little bit of an issue because I needed to put in a different wide receiver, but the problem was that I had Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, mm. and it's really tough to pick just one or the other because, you know, you have both, and I think both can do good, but like, would I bench Mike Evans? Probably not, and I haven't seen what Christian Watson can do yet. So, because he was out week one, and I kind of want to see what he can do for fantasy football. But, you know, if if Watson poops himself, I'm definitely putting in Addison for week three. But I'm really curious to see how Jordan Addison does tonight, too, because obviously he had that big game week one um, for a rookie. Maybe he'll replicate those numbers. But um, do you ever get concerned that maybe it'll take away from Justin Jefferson's, like, fantasy numbers or just numbers in general? Just, like, out of your opinion? I... I think Justin Jefferson will still have a good night tonight because he's mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. That being said, the Eagles are going to do everything that they can to shut down Justin Jefferson. So I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. him to have a huge, like, he's not going to have a boom night, but I also don't think he's going to bust. I think he's going to no. be right in the middle. Darius Slay is a very talented player. I'd imagine they're going to have a safety over the top as well to avoid those yards after the catch. Um, Probably, I doubt it'll be Sidney Brown, the backup free safety. Maybe Justin Evans, um, if they put him. Justin Evans is the strong safety, but I, I don't know how athletic either of these guys are. And if they, but I'd imagine you would have a safety over the top of Justin Jefferson at all times to prevent any yards after catch. Um, they're going to need a lot of zone probably to help prevent any yards after catch because Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson are both very good at that. I doubt you just stay in man and hope it works out because mm-hmm. that probably won't. It, yeah, it's not going to work out well for you. Um, same thing like Vikings defense, though, needs to make sure that they are covering guys like Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, even Quez Watkins can be a threat, the wide receiver three. Um, Dallas Goddard, who had no catches last week, I'm sure said something in the locker room and was like, hey, feed me. Yeah, exactly. Um, then you've, the passing game is going to be a big thing tonight because Kenneth Gainwell's out. DeAndre Swift didn't really play last week. Um, Mm -hmm. He got snaps in, but it seemed like every time DeAndre Swift was on the field, it was for pass play. And I kind of started using him as an indicator of what the play was going to be because if I saw him come on, it was – I don't know the exact numbers. Probably 70% of the time it was a pass play. Which does make their offense predictable. It does. If the average person can just assume, oh, DeAndre Swift's out there, it's probably going to be a pass play. That's not good. That is also not good. Right. You need to fix your. You need to fix it up. Throw in Boston Scott or something next time. Yeah. Now Kenneth 
Gainwell, though, is injured. So DeAndre Swift is the next backup. Then Boston Scott, then Rashad Penny. So do love Boston Scott. How does that do? Did they only want DeAndre Swift for his pass protection abilities, or do they trust him to be a actual running back? We find I think we'll find that out tonight too, because if the only time we see DeAndre Swift, who used to be at the Lions, this is his first year with the Eagles, um, if the only time we see DeAndre Swift again is for pass protection, then that tells us all we need to know about having him in fantasy, but also like if you see him on the field, it's a pass play. Yeah. So oh. that's all I've got about that. Who, who do you think is going to win tonight, and what do you think the score is going to be? Well, I mean, realistic or unrealistic? Realistic. Uh, all right. Well, I'm still going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to win this week. Um, we're going to go 31-28. 31-28. Okay. I am going my to un, I was going to say my unrealistic score was 45-42 overtime win for the Minnesota Vikings. But I'm going to say the Vikings as well because I think that they will be able to uh use those secondary injuries to their advantage. I think that because of the Eagles defense being injured and I'm not sure about the Vikings defense yet. I think it'll be an offensive game. Let's, yeah. let's think of some numbers. I feel like the numbers are somewhat random. Although Kurt Benkert got the Lions Chiefs score exactly right. So now I feel like it's possible. Um, I'm going to go 36 37 to 30. 37-30 for the Vikings. Because I think both of these offenses will have a good game. But I think that the Vikings are just going to have a one one possession that's better. And so we'll we'll find out. Um, Although, last week, kickers were missing like crazy. So maybe 36 would have been better. And they missed the PAT on the last touchdown or something. But maybe. We'll find out. Uh, Final thing is, you're, you're... you're a Steelers fan, obviously. And Deontay Junkyard Johnson, what's going on with him? Like, um, should you be well, worried? Um, I mean, he is suffering from an injury. Um, and as of right now, um, I don't think he is expected to play this week, as far as I know. Um, I think he's like week-to-week, day-to-day type injury. I think it could be a hamstring, but it's not something where it's like, to the point where it's like he's de- definitively out for like multiple weeks. Um, so for me, am I concerned? Yeah, I actually am very concerned about all these injuries. We are ris- we have Fryermuth injured, who is questionable. We have Deontay Johnson, who's injured and questionable. And we have Cam Hayward that is confirmed going to be having surgery and out for half the year. So I am a little concerned, um, but I'm hoping – I'm hopeful that like some of these other wide receivers will like step up a little bit because um, now your depth chart is going to move up a little bit and now you're going to have Pickens, Allen Robinson as wide receiver two and then your wide receiver three is probably going to be Calvin Austin third. Um, and then for the tight end, um, I'm kind of hoping Darnell Washington goes in for tight end, but they're probably going to utilize Connor Hayward a little bit more on that offense too. 
Um, and Connor Hayward is a really good player, I think. Uh, Connor Hayward is Cam Hayward's uh, younger brother, for anybody that was curious. Um, and I think Connor Hayward uh, will be, you know, doing really well for the Steelers on Monday night. Um, but I would love to see Darnell Washington play because I'm pretty high on that guy. He's like a six foot eight, like lanky, ripped guy that loves drawing penalties. Like, because, you know, like cornerbacks might be six one, six two, and they'll try to block him, and they literally can't. So he'll just get constant, like, pass interferences. So, and it'll always help us out. So, and, uh, and from what TJ Watt said, apparently TJ Watt said that he is one of, he was one of the hardest people to get around in training camp because he's just so tall and like ripped and lanky. So I'd love to see him play, get some catches, get some reps out there. Um, defensively, I'm a little concerned just without Cam Hayward because, you know, he is, you know, a very strong talent out on the team. He's a veteran on that team, but I'm hoping that some of those other guys step up because last week we did not see anybody step up on the team, <laughs> including, I think the best player to watch last week was TJ Watt. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to have to, hope for the best but if you're asking me genuinely yes i am absolutely 100 percent concerned because it's more than just deontay johnson being hurt if it was just johnson i'd probably be like no i'm not concerned but we're 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 risking like three injuries going into this week so did you see trent williams comment about the steelers he no, what, what he, he plays for the 49ers and he's an offensive lineman very talented player he yeah. said that they had started rooting for the steelers because they wanted you guys to get a first down so that they could catch a break on offense. Oh, 49ers nice. offense was so tired that they were rooting for the Steelers offense to get a first down. Oh, I didn't see that. And you guys didn't do that, and he was sad because he was tired. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I cannot control that. Um, <laughs> but I'm sorry for your unfortunate circumstances mr williams i hope for better days for you going into week two and up till week 18 when you inevitably go to the uh super bowl because you guys definitely look like the best out of a lot of teams this week probably going to be what 49ers and cowboys in the uh nfc championship 49ers and Bengals. we have uh we have Uh, i said nfc championship oh in the nfc championship okay well, yeah, you pulled that on me last week, too. Yeah, I you're know. Like, I know. Yeah, because I, I was like, yeah, and then uh, Bengals, and I forget what I said, but you're like, well, they can't play in the Super Bowl. They're both AFC teams. Oh, it was the you, Chiefs and You Steelers. sent me a photo that said Bengals-Chiefs Super Bowl, and someone from ESPN made the selection first, though. No, it was it was Steelers-Chiefs. Steelers-Chiefs, AF- yeah. It was Steelers-Chiefs AFC Championship, and I accidentally said Super Bowl in the cast. Oh, okay. And you were like, well, they can't play in the Super Bowl. So I just pulled that on you. Yeah, okay. Tables you turn. Me. You got me. Oh how, the turn- learn, oh, how the turntables. Okay. So, but, but those are my, my two NFC favorites. If you had to have me pick an AFC favorite, I couldn't tell you yet. Give me a couple weeks. But NFC favorites right now, Dallas and San Fran. AFC is Bengals and Chiefs. Well, Bengals put up three points, so hey, that's all you talk need. Talk to me in a couple of weeks. That's, all you need that's what I mean. Sometimes. Because like, because all, all of the favorites in the AFC have pretty much lost. I mean, you had the Chiefs lose, you had the Bills lose, and you had the Bengals lose. Like those are top three favorites, like every single year in the AFC over the last couple of years. So, and they've all lost. And then you go to Jacksonville, who has won. So what? Who's your favorites then? Jacksonville and like Miami. Yeah, but that's if you so, go off records. I mean. No, but like based on what I saw with the NFC, like I think I think it could be Dallas and San Fran. But then again, I don't. I think it's going to be San Francisco that goes to the Super Bowl because I don't think Dallas is 
as good. I feel like they'd choke. Led by this man right here, Mr. McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, who the Steelers could not stop. But uh, that's that's going to be it for today. Uh, thank you for listening to today's show. And make sure to go check out those videos on uh, YouTube. Chuss made one for fantasy football. He's got another one on its way. Uh, I've listened to the first one so far. I obviously have not listened to the one that has not been made yet. Stan the Jet Fan and I also sat down to discuss fantasy football in the first ever episode of Water Cooler Analysis. Uh, but if you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Throwing up gang signs here. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description so check out the merch once again if you enjoyed today's show please like comment and subscribe until next time go do something nice for someone